Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe. Purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage. I'm Brittany Lowe. And I'm Jarrell Lowe. And we are the Lowe Property Team. And you heard that correct. Guess who's Bazak? Brittany's back on the block with my foes, and she's back excited as we're getting ready to jump into another episode. Today, let's just get right to it. What recession? What is this talk? I hear it on the news. What's going on? Well, as you know, it was a very busy week we had in the financial markets. Please keep your arms and legs inside the ride at all times until we come to a complete stop. I don't know if it's ever going to stop. I think this is just going to be chaos and we have to find the normalcy in this downward, upward, wherever we're going spiral. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's chaos. I think that that's just the real estate market as always. We're we're used to seeing it like this, the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows. And so it's just figuring out how to navigate within it. Absolutely. We're excited and nervous to discuss the current matters of the recession, that big R word. Are we in a recession? But before we do that, let's define first what a recession is. A recession is a significant decline in economic activity that could last for months or years or take even longer to rebound. Experts have declared a recession when a nation's economic experience is negative gross domestic product, the GDP often referred to. Rising levels of unemployment, falling retail sales, and contracting measures of income and manufacturing for extended periods of time. What does that mean? Our GDP is compiled of a lot of what's happening here in the U.S. and in how we work with other countries, right? And how that number is also derived, there's other variables in there, which is, you know, the unemployment rate. You hear a lot about inflation or the superinflation that's going on. You hear about the wages. All these things come into play when we're talking about a recession, the economic struggles we're experiencing, people losing their jobs, companies making fewer sales, and the country's overall economic output declines. This decline has to happen for two consecutive quarters to be considered in a recession, which now that the second quarter results are in, we are officially in a recession. So don't get nervous. Do not get scared. We're going to walk you through this and what it looks like. And again, this, um, what kind of we're experiencing being in a recession now, we don't have the same factors as we do as we did in 08. So it is different, but I think, you know, the pandemic hit everybody by storm. And as everybody knows, the economy is just trying to balance itself out. Um, And we're kind of seeing the opposite ends of that right now of what we were experiencing in the pandemic. I think also in 2008, some of our four-legged friends were getting home loans. And I don't think you're seeing that now. It's tightened up a little about as you go through the pre-approval process, you realize that it's tightened up a little bit. First quarter results, negative 1.6. Second quarter results are projected at negative 1.5. And by definition, we are there in that recession. So what does this mean for you and your family? 
Well, as you heard from the uh, feds this past week, they talked about the 75-point hike. But this is more on that short-term interest rate level. It's going to cost more to borrow more money, right? Your car notes or your car loans, your credit card balances, those numbers went up. But what we're seeing, what we're seeing in the real estate market is somehow the numbers are dropping on your long-term loans. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to note, increasing the short-term rate is meant to fight inflation. (laughs) Well, is it doing it? I don't necessarily want to say that it's doing it because we're just seeing this thing grow at astronomical rates. And should help reduce mortgage rates in the coming days and possibly weeks. And that's what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Well, specifically in the Bay Area, because California, Northern California, and Southern California, it's all made up of so many different markets. So what is happening in the Central Valley is not the same that's happening for us, I should say, in the Bay Area. So right now, as of this week, for the Bay Area, rates, interestingly enough, have improved. Today's rates for a VA loan, if you are looking to purchase, is 4.5 percent. FHA is also 4.5 percent. A conventional loan is 4.99 percent. And the jumbo loan is sitting at 4.75 percent. And as I said last week, the Fed meeting, the big announcement, it was expected to raise short-term rates by 75 point BPSs. I'm sorry. Uh, Again, remember when the Fed raises short-term rates, again, I want to reiterate this, it's to combat inflation. It does not necessarily affect your 30-year fixed rates. The raise does not mean mortgage rates are going up by three-fourths of a percent. You know, it's been hard to decipher this recession. And I think I want to spend a I don't want to I don't want this to become that doom and gloom. You hear enough of it on the news already. But what I do want to talk about is it's been a little tricky to decipher if this has been a recession. The reason why we've had a hard time interpreting it or identifying it is because one, the pandemic, the pandemic just made it difficult across the board. And then two, the one thing that we've watched during the pandemic is the wealthy spending large amounts of money that has confused the general public of the reality of the situation we're in. What does that mean? Typically, when we see businesses decline, when we see employment rates rise, when we see wages and all that, people losing jobs, we we don't see as much as you know, individuals showing or doing these illustrious things. You know, you can go on to social media anywhere and see Bezos and the other big dogs riding around on yachts and making double downing on their purchases. And I think that's what's important to note about this, this particular situation we're in. A recession doesn't necessarily equate to doom and gloom. We have to change our thinking, our thought process around this opportunity because what the wealthy did, right? And I think Brittany and I shared this a few episodes ago. We talked about the understanding or decoding opportunity. When the news stations are telling you to load up on toilet paper and water, that means the wealthy are loading up on income-producing assets, homes, stocks. It can be a whole plethora of these things. So what we've seen during the pandemic, Amazon doubled down, right? You've seen Tesla double down, Google double down, and now all these, I don't want to say it, but let me just say it. The recession just widens the wealth gap that there is in the world. We, are, we have seen for the past 10 years the middle class slowly being erased. 
And what we're seeing now is the lower class and the upper class, that gap has almost doubled, tripled because the wealthy have positioned themselves in places where the lower class necessarily couldn't or can't. Mm -hmm. And I want to take that and kind of use that as like a fact check, but also, you know, to flip it and say, okay, so then what does this mean for you? You know, if not to say, you know, we're ordinary people, but what does this mean for an ordinary person? And I think something to reflect on, I know a couple of episodes in the past is one where we talk about protecting your assets yes. Two, you know, we have another episode, hopefully in the works coming soon, talking about just financial planning and life planning and what that means when something just happens drastically in the world that affects everybody, you are able to set yourself up in a way prior so that when that does occur, that you can be in that position to do so. We always say, you know, real estate moves at its own pace and Jarell and myself and, you know, everyone at the low property team, we are just here to help you move at yours. So our biggest thing is being able to provide you one with day-to-day data and just facts and trends and things that we're seeing to hopefully, you know, help you help you in setting yourself up and your family up the way that you want to. Mm, mm, that's, a, that's a word right there. And as we continue to bring that, I want to spend a little bit of this, this show today really thinking about the opportunity, right? And there are several places I want to take this, but I want to start with ground zero, How to recession-proof yourself and your family. Well, I'm going to say this. This is the reason why we started the show Homeownership and Marriage is because, number one, in order to get yourself to being recession-proof, and this is just my belief and my vision, the greatest wealth hack is marriage. When two are working together as one, great example, Brittany was tied up. She was busy the last couple weeks, and I was able to carry the burden and get us through till we can get some normalcy on our schedule. But what we're not realizing is that blow recession is more impactful if I'm doing this world alone or if I'm doing this alone and I don't have someone that I can bounce ideas off of. I don't have someone in my corner that I can discuss or problem solve or plan with and how to get through this. Because what we're noticing from the pandemic, um, and as we are in the early stages of coming out of that pandemic, we're understanding that mental health is a big, big deal for people right now. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. So when we're talking about the recession, I say, and I encourage, find a partner. Find a, For me, it was let's f- find a wife that we are uh, spiritually connected to, we are aligned with, and we have the same vision, goals, and we're equally yoked in our approach. And I think once we get through that hurdle, then we can start to decipher what opportunities look like. We obviously seen the rich and what they did during the pandemic. And we seen once interest rates hit 1.9 or 2%, how that frenzy uh, in the real estate market lasted two and a half years, or I don't know the exact date, but it was like two and a half years. I think it was just a frenzy of a market. It was kind of like that Oprah joke, like you get a couch, you get a couch. No, you get a home, you get a home. And it was just bananas. Now, everyone's like, well, I'm just going to wait because the interest rates are rising. You guys, 
we're still at historical low well, rates. Yeah, and we talk about that in our market update every month or quarterly. I forget exactly what we do of when you think about rates or if you're considering if you want to buy and sell because you either way, if you're buying or selling, you're going to be on the buying side yeah. as well is ask your parents what the rate that they purchased at. You know, that's something that we always hone in for our clients. But I think more or less what Jarrell's alluding to is just having a team and that's something that, you know, resonates a lot with us and our business and our models and approach and just how we work with clients. And so, you know, if you are looking for just some support or just some answers, like we always say, please reach out to us. We are here to help with any questions or concerns, or if you just need some help in navigating whatever it is that makes the most sense for you to make a financial decision, we are here to do so. And we also have a plethora of resources around us of folks who sometimes call us with different things of credit or can I speak? directly with a lender or do you have um, somebody that can help me just after we released our protecting your assets we had a couple of clients reach out and say could you direct me to somebody that could help me in starting that process so we have resources for you to be able to like Jarell is saying when we're thinking about opportunity and how you want to create it we have resources available and Brittany just to talk about that opportunity let's talk about the opportunity that's available right now If you're in the home buying process, right, because we always believe in giving something to our buyers and sellers. But right now, if you're in the home buying process, talk about a heck of an opportunity to jump into the market right now with interest rates still being good and not competing against 20 to 30 offers. Heck, how about some incentives or credits? I mean, how about maybe possibly being able to negotiate down or having uh, the sellers contribute to your buy-down program where you can buy that interest rate down? There's so much going on right now that when we talk about opportunity, when the greater population is fearful, that's when we get hyper-focused. Well, and it's also important too to remember that people are buying and selling homes every single day. So while you may be waiting for the perfect moment, the reality is there is never going to be a perfect moment. You've just got to say, I'm going to pull the trigger or I'm going to wait and then work off of that. And this is what we, Brittany, before production today, we were talking about what are some of the commonalities we're experiencing? What are some of the conversations that we're having or clients are having? And I think a lot of clients are... Uh, regurgitating knowledge that they're hearing others say because a lot of first-time buyers are having conversations as if they're investors when the reality just comes down to this. When is it ever a good time to buy your first home? If you need a home, it's always a great time to buy a home. If you're an investor, then you have to tweak and rework your numbers for those things to make a little sense, right? But the problem is, is we have a lot of first-time home buyers that are trying to have that investor mentality, and sometimes you just got to get a home for you, yourself, you, your family, or your four-legged friends that are around, and then you start to get creative outside of that. We can't do anything, uh, uh, I mean, yes, we can, but the greatest, the, the start to building wealth is owning your home. Once we do that, we become a homeowner. We have access to our property, our rights, the things that we're able to do. And that is so imperative that right now, as we're in this process, deciphering which to do or who am I or do I wait? When will the rates drop again? I implore you, I, I, I please 
have the conversation, as Brittany said. If you want us to connect you with someone, let us be that connector. We believe in being a conduit versus being a cul-de-sac, and we want to push people to the places that help them get the education, the information, and make the best decision for them and their family. So again, I say this and I ask, think about the opportunity and what opportunity you have for yourself right now, because interest rates, as we've heard the news from the feds, the interest rates on home loans have dropped. There is volatility in the market, so we don't know if it's going to stabilize at 4.4 or whatever Brittany said, 4.5. It Next week, it can be a different number. But right now, it's about the opportunity, right? And right now, if me and my family, if me, Brittany, and what we're trying to do, we wanted to buy a home, you know what? We have to assess that opportunity. We might have to go through a SWOT analysis and just talk about what, what is smart, what's not smart, should we do it, and then help to inform that decision. I ask, do not chase the general public or what the media is telling us because they're always two to three months behind. Right now, if you turn on the news tonight, at 6 o'clock, I assure you, you're going to hear something doom and gloom about the market. And that doom and gloom statement or conversation is going to lead you to have paralysis of analysis or fear that is not going to let you move past, you know what, let me just go see what the pre-approval process is like. Let me see what I qualify for. Let me make an assessment before I make the decision. And then the last thing is focus on creating opportunities and becoming recession-proof. I think what we have to understand in this process, and this is something me and Brittany were talking about, there's a lot of jobs that have, I don't want to say secretly, but a lot of jobs that have just disappeared, right? And I think there's a lot more jobs that are coming. I, I, I said this in the car ride and I told Brittany, you know it's crazy? It was like 15 years ago. And here in the Bay Area, I think we got seven bridges, right? We have the Golden Gate, we have Carquinas, we have whatever. We have about mm -hmm. seven bridges. And it was like 15, 16, maybe even more than that, 20 years ago. Golden Gate Bridge, they removed all the toll tendons. And it was automatic charge. Like every time your car drove through the toll booth. The fast track would just invoice. Yeah, the fast mm -hmm. track would invoice you. During the pandemic... Every bridge removed the toll attendance and it's automatic fast track. And I think what the pandemic did was expedite that expectation to replace people with automation, right? Some jobs that don't necessarily need to be there. And I don't want I, I to be the one that's highlighting jobs that I think is going to go and leave. But part of becoming recession-proof is having a conversation with your spouse, with your partner, whoever it is, and figuring out how you can put yourself in a position where I don't ever have to worry about getting fired again. Or like for me, I was working for the school district and it's the pink slip, right? Or my goodness, we're under budget or we couldn't, our budget's out of chaos and we got to get it approved. Well, I didn't ever want to be in that position again. That's where we started thinking and processing. How do we put ourselves in a position to win? Mm -hmm. And this is something, and I'll wrap it up with this one, is that we always encourage our clients just as they're buying or regardless if they're selling or relocating with that pre-approval, yes, the, the money that you make um, has is a big indicator as to what your pre-approval amount is going to be, but you don't have to feel like you have to max out that pre-approval. We yeah. always say, let's stay safe. Let's keep it under that umbrella, especially if it's your first home yeah, so especially. that you're saving some money yeah. um, in case something does happen because it, it's just the reality of the world that we live in. There are bad things 
um, happening every day and they are going to continue to happen. But it's our job, it's your job, it's everybody's job to do what's necessary to prepare and plan for the unexpected. Mm. And I think that's just, uh, I think that's a great way to finish it, Brittany. I think, again, we know we're in a recession. Prepare for it. It's not the worst. But let's prepare together. Let's work together. Let's build community together and help each other up. Um, And I think that's what's important right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, so if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on all platforms. Um, and we would love it if you would just share, subscribe to our channel, with all of your friends and family, and let us know if you have any feedback or some topics that you would like to hear. Since we're in such a giving mood, if you leave us a review on the podcast and screenshot and send it to us, we want to send you something sweet, a nice treat in the mail because we appreciate you. Until next episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.